Welcome to another edition of In the Booth. My name is Bridget Cassidy, and I'm head of broker engagement here at Maritain Health. And I'm thrilled to be joined today by Michael Shiraki, who is our AVP and Chief Market Development Officer here at Maritain Health. And Michael's joined me previously for some editions of In the Booth. But for the first time, we also have David Bauer, who is an Executive Director for Aetna Enterprise Strategy. And Michael, it is so good to have you back. And David, welcome. We're certainly thrilled to have you be joining us. And I know the topic that we're going to discuss today is on everyone's mind, and it crops up in a whole lot of conversations as I'm talking to our distribution channel partners and customers across the country. So because we don't have a lot of time together today, I thought I'd just go ahead and jump in with our conversation around medical inflation. And certainly that is something that's top of mind for everybody on a daily basis, whether you're at the gas pump or you're at the grocery store. But how does inflation impact healthcare costs? That's sort of what's on everyone's mind. So, Michael, I thought I'd have you kick us off and maybe share your perspective first around how is the overall economy really impacting healthcare costs as we look ahead into the future year? Yeah, thanks, Bridget. And and again, thanks so much for doing this. It's great to be back with you and to to join David in the conversation. You know, it's it's interesting. Um, for sure, the impact on medical cost inflation is something that our customers are feeling acutely. But I, actually, I think one of the things that's so important is to think about it in the context of just general inflation that we're seeing in the economy. Um, not only are our uh, our employees and and customers, and they're certainly feeling it in the context, as you say, at the pump and in the grocery store and in restaurants and uh, throughout uh, sort of all their, their purchases, because that impact is occurring on the supplies and the cost of goods sold that all of our employers are facing, you have this sort of double whammy where customers are not just concerned about the impact around medical cost inflation, but they're also so keenly aware of the impact of inflation on their ability to deliver value to their own customers. And so what you have is this really challenging dynamic where they're trying to make sure that they can navigate through these incredibly high costs, but then also to have uh, to have their employees deal with their own medical cost increases really creates challenges. And we hear from a lot of our customers and consultants and brokers who are looking for some unique solutions that we're excited about and excited to talk about. But I would tell you um, the, the dynamic and the challenge that creates right now for employers is, is pretty remarkable. And then as, as you shift focus a little bit into medical cost inflation, there are a number of different drivers, some of them immediate, some of them are a little more forward looking. And um, actually, David, I think that'd be a great area for you to talk about. Why don't you talk a little bit about kind of what we're seeing uh, from the broader enterprise perspective about what's driving some of those increased medical costs and some of the ways that it's going to play themselves into the world of uh, TPA customers. Yeah, certainly. And, and thanks for having me here. This is great to have a chance to have this conversation with everyone. So, you know, I think, first of all, we should talk about the immediate versus what's going down the pipeline. And I think the important thing to look at is when we think about inflation, the overall economy that Mike talked about, it's roughly eight, eight and a half percent. Um, if you compare that to medical inflation, it's actually quite a bit less, I think roughly four, four and a half percent. And so the question is, why is there that gap? And if you think about what's happened over the last 20 years, it's actually been the opposite, where medical inflation has been roughly three and a half percent over the last 20 years or so, whereas overall inflation in the economy has been closer to two percent. And so when you think about medical inflation, which is you know four and a half percent, it's actually not that much more than what we've seen historically, right? Just about a percentage or so. 
And so the question is why? Um, and a lot of that is just kind of the dynamic of healthcare where it tends to be much more lagging um, as opposed to the broader economy. And so from a health plan perspective, where we negotiate prices far into the future, if you think about our, our price negotiations, what we're doing so now into 23 and beyond, some of those effects really lag. And the same is true both on the government side and the private payer side. And so you, you probably saw that recently there were some announcements from CMS that there was going to be a shift in, in Medicare, I think four, four and a half percent shift. Um, you, you're also seeing some similar requests on the private side. And so we know that right now um, we're not feeling that, but we're probably going to be very soon. So if you think about hospital provider negotiations, I know that we've been getting requests, you know, 7, 10, 15 percent, and that's, that's consistent across the board. And so when you think about the impact of those private negotiations, um, naturally, overall, it's, it's going to eventually hit it our pocketbooks in a major way. The nice thing that mitigates that a little bit, at least from a payer perspective, is a lot of those contracts tend to be longer term, uh, three-year, two-year contracts. And so those things tend to roll. Um, but, but the fact is that inflation is probably not stopping. We'll get into some of those factors. Um, but the, the inflation is overall not stopping. So we'll probably continue to see that trend go on. David, I think that's really great perspective when you talk about, you know, the historical cost of inflation when it comes to, you know, purchasing, purchasing health care, but how that sort of gets mitigated when we look ahead to long-term contracts. What are the things that you think are largely going to contribute to that um, as, we, as we look ahead into what's happening in the overall economy, economy? What are the biggest things that you think are contributors? Yeah, so if you think about, and I'll just focus mostly you know, on, Kind of what we're seeing, the the areas that have seen the biggest growth even so far are largely hospital services, you know, both inpatient and outpatient, as well as in home and nursing homes. And so, not surprisingly, those things are associated more with higher labor costs, higher supply costs. Um, and as Michael talked about at the top, those are the areas that are really driving inflation in the overall economy. Not surprisingly, those are also the things that are going to be driving inflation on the medical side as well. One of the things that we see with hospital prices is it's coming both from labor side and the supply side. And if we think about the labor side, the biggest impact is going to be some of the dynamics that happened, you know, when we went into to COVID and now as we are getting into, if we can call that a post-COVID world, the, the, the changes in the labor force. And we know across the board the, the labor force tends to be very tight. It's probably even more acute um, in the medical space. And so hospitals are raising labor rates to, to make up for that. I've seen something you know, in the neighborhood of 20 or 30 percent um, in terms of labor costs compared to pre-pandemic levels. And so that cost obviously has to be passed on somewhere because hospitals were already operating at such thin margins. You know, we, we know that even before the pandemic, operating at one or two percent margins, you know, I think I saw during the pandemic it was closer to, to negative seven five percent um so so there's there's got to be something that gives and you'll see that happening you know as part of the the provider negotiation the other side of it is where it's moving a little bit slower is going to be in drug costs and physician services and not surprisingly those are some of the areas that are probably not as impacted by the labor and supply shortages 
Um, and so I think we'll see continue to see more of a pull on that hospital side than we see anywhere else in the medical care space. And David, I think you're right. The labor shortage is real. Certainly our customers have felt that as well. And so how that sort of factors into this, you know, idea around medical inflation is certainly insightful. And and I think that, you know, usually what we hear from our distribution channel is, okay, but what can we do about it, right? So so we've done a great job of sort of talking about the challenge and what's contributing to it. But, you know, how, how do we address that together as, as good partners uh, for our customers? So, Michael, I don't know if you want to uh, offer some suggestions that, that you might have for our customers. And, or David, whichever one of you would like to jump in first. So, so one of the things I think, uh, Bridget, that we see is um, we have to sort of reset uh, the expectations. And one of the things that our brokers and consultants have, have vocalized to us and um, is this sort of intensity of this new challenge that our customers are facing. And it's really sort of a, the culmination of everything that David talked about. So on the one hand, you have the inflation that they're talking about on their own business. They have the forward-looking concerns about medical cost inflation in terms of the impact on their health plan. And yet the labor market is so tight that some of the, I'll call them lower hanging fruit, and I certainly don't mean to imply they were easy, but um, some of the decisions that might have been made historically about cost shifting, that lever for uh, CFOs and HR owner and, and business owners, that really becomes uh, difficult because shifting costs now to your employees really um, is, is not effective because all it does is it creates a perpetual problem in terms of labor shortage, right? Employees do not want to bear more of a cost for benefit plans when there's plenty of other places that they can go and, and take a role. So it creates this really unique challenge. And that's actually an area that Maritain has really listened to and tried to be very forward looking and come in terms of some of the solutions. So how do they look? They look a number of different ways. The, the first piece is, is that Maritine is going to continue to leverage all of that TPA DNA that gives our consultants and customers all kinds of flexibility in terms of the way that they want to do design their health plans that give them maximum control over uh, what's unique for their particular culture. So one of the areas that we utilize a lot of that is point solutions. And so we have an entire uh, center of excellence that's built around exploring external point solutions that employers can take advantage of and drop into in a very seamless way, drop into their benefit plans. And, and that's something that we can provide some coaching and consulting with because we've had so many different experiences uh, with what they with what they look like. The other thing is, is that we noticed that some some parts of uh, some different industries um, who are are very focused on inflationary pressure may look to have um, things like more aggressive utilization management. They may want to have hyper customized plan designs by uh, leveraging um, a, a lot of the tools that are available to, to drive members to lower cost, higher quality providers. And that, again, is one of the things that we maintain as a TPA that has a, a, a lot of flexibility and, again, gives, gives customers some really unique solutions right now in the midst of trying to, to navigate some things that are, you know, frankly, a lot of uh, uh, create that inflation pressure. Finally, I think something that's really unique, and, and David, I'll ask you to speak to us, is one of the things that's so different about Maritain is by being part of the Aetna family and by broader extension, the CVS family, there's some pretty cool enterprise assets that CVS is thinking about that, that Maritain's excited about accessing now and in the future that are looking to try and address not just the cost inflation component, but also um, how to meet members where they are in terms of in terms of their uh, in terms of their journey. David, you want you want to talk at all about the, those those assets? 
Yeah, and, and I'll just before I go there, I'll, I'll step back and you know I think I'll, I'll put a point on on the point that you made and the question that Bridget asked around you know how people react to it and typically you know how costs are shift. And I think a lot of it, and I'll use a, a strategist's favorite word, which is it depends, right? And I think it depends a lot on what the situation is for the employer. So I'll, I'll speak in broad terms, but if you think about industries like potentially the technology industry where you have some larger companies, they're still operating at fairly high margin. There is a large labor pool um, shortage and, and they're really competing for that, that talent. They are probably less likely, as Mike said, to pass on those labor costs. Um, so, excuse me, the, the medical costs, they're less likely to pass on those medical costs. Um, conversely, as we look at some of the smaller employers, you know, ones that are, are really seeing kind of their margins eroded by what's happening inflationary um, for the, on their side, they are likely um, to, to have to pass on some of those or at least find some more economic ways to structure their plan. And so when we think about the strategies that different employers are going to be taking on, it's really going to be dependent on how uh, what, what their situation is and how they respond to that. And, you know, I think as Michael pointed out, one of the really nice things about Maritain um, is that it's set up to really be flexible to meet the needs of different types of employers, to, to be flexible enough from an economic perspective, to be flexible enough to, to meet a number of different plan design needs, and to, to be able to take in some of the great vendor solutions that are out there that I think address some of these pain points. Um, now I'll kind of speak to the question that, that Michael asked me around CBS assets. And I think that's, you know, a great example of some of those vendor solutions that, that we know the employers are increasingly thinking about are places that you can add additional benefits to their employees without necessarily layering on a bunch of costs. So one of those examples is a program called Destination Behavioral Health, and, and this is a fairly new program. It's available in certain markets. We're continuing to expand it, and it utilizes our CVS Health Hubs as a behavioral health access point, you know, using clinical social workers in the store to, to provide that coverage. And to me, I think that's a great example of solving a huge pain point that we're seeing in the market today for both employers and their employees, you know, the, the access to behavioral health services. And I think it does so in a way that doesn't really add cost to the employer, which, which is obviously a win-win. So I think the thing that you'll see, you know, as we continue to look for ways to create differentiation, doing so even beyond the medical coverage through things like our integrated PBM offering with Caremark, um, which is even more so when we add in programs that drive down drug costs like RX and maintenance choice. And so I think things like that, right, really giving us the ability to bring in the best of what we have across CVS across Caremark, across Aetna, and across our retail businesses, I think that's really something that's going to be important for employers and their employees um, in a time like this. Yeah, and and David, you you mentioned those assets. We've seen a tremendous amount of interest from our customers, both for these solutions going forward, some are in the future. One of the other ones, to your point, is the um, in markets where there is um, a heavy density of CVS uh, uh, minute clinics and health hubs, and there are many of those across the country now. Um, the we've seen um, the ability to integrate uh, the uh, CVS health hubs and minute clinics right into the plan design. And that's, again, something that's only available through Maritain, where uh, customers now will have the ability for a low-cost, no-cost 
uh, depending on their plan design, uh, minute clinic visit. And they, they show up at those clinics and they put, show their ID card with Maritain's logo on it. And instantly they're going to get access to that rate. So again, a, a really great way, Bridget, for us to be thinking about not just what's unique about how we can solve those problems for customers, but to try and do it in a way that addresses inflation without putting additional constraints on some of their labor challenges. And Michael, I think you're right. As I listen to sort of your your thoughts and comments, both you and David, in this conversation today, you know what I what I wrote down and really took away is that you know as a TPA, we can bring the best of the best. We can bring the enterprise assets. We can bring a very prescriptive solution. But to always be forward thinking in order to meet our customers' demands is really what we're focused on. That very prescriptive approach that addresses is that addresses the challenges of our customers. And I think David, you're the one that pointed out, hey, they're all a little bit different. They're all a little bit unique, but we want to meet them where we're at. And as an enterprise and as a TPA here at Maritain, we have the ability to do that. So I want to thank you both for joining me today. What a great conversation. You know, here at Maritain, we remain committed to developing strategies for our customers for every type of economic season. And we certainly shared some great insight into the challenge and how we can work together to address that. So thank you. And I appreciate our listeners joining us again for another edition in the booth. And we look forward to you joining us for the next time.